Hey, this is Jim Roos, the co-publisher of the financial brand and owner and CEO of the Digital Bank Report. Today, I'm at the Financial Brand Forum in Las Vegas, and I'm joined by Jeffrey Hazlitt, former CMO of Kodak. So we're here today with Jeffrey Hazlitt, previous uh, executive from Kodak, mm -hmm. and has since moved on to bigger and better things uh, using the, the knowledge you picked up along the way on in some cases what not to do, in some cases what to do. I don't know, some things I would like to go back to Kodak. Those were good <laughs> days too, but there were some tough times back yeah. then too. Really gonna to talk a little bit about culture, technology, yeah. because you, know, you had mentioned that, um, that at Kodak or any company right now, we really are at a, a difficult time because yeah. we have, in every industry, we have the up-and-comers, some of them more than just up-and-comers like at Amazon, who really using technology as a base. Right. And then you have the incumbents that, that were traditional store shops, we'll call it, yeah. um, and, or, or product shops that truly didn't engage in technology as fast. What do you see as the biggest challenge out there in not just the financial services world, but really in any industry right mindset. now? Mindset. It's always mindset. It's always the mood and mindset. You know, mood of your employees to be able to get them to do the things you wanted to do. A lot of people talk about the culture, but first I attack the mood, then I go after the culture because culture takes a long time. But it's mindset, the, you, your own hubris of success. You know, Kodak, we had that. You know, we believed that we would never go away, that the photograph would never go away. But, and it never did, it just digitized. And therein lies the issue. All these up and coming, you know, young upstarts or Turks, uh, men or women, are really from a digital age. And so who would have thought 10 years ago that, you know, I would have said to you that you're gonna let someone rent your house and they're gonna send naked on your couch, right? You'll get paid for it and you're gonna let them have your house for a weekend or day. Who would have thought that, that 10 years ago if I would have said that? But of course now we have Airbnb or Uber or Lyft. It's worth billions of dollars that you're gonna let your, your, your daughter get into a car of a stranger that's unmarked at 2 a.m. after drinking and having a good time. It's just absurd. And so if, you, if you're thinking or, in the or, own- or, or pay $125 a year for the ability to shop. Yeah, exactly. But all of those things, if you put the old way of doing things, the you know the non-destructive kinds of things, the strategic plans that we do every quarter, you know, and the way that we do it, and rather than look at it, it's just totally changed. And you have to adapt. It's either change, adapt, or die right now. Well, it's interesting because the banking industry, all obviously, as you mentioned, you can get into a, a, a complacency mode because sure. number one. Nothing's broken. I mean, well, the industry nothing's is, broken, and you got the money. They're right, and they're making and they're making good money. Yeah, either either artificially or or through regulars. But, but I mean, they could be making. Rates. But they could be making a lot more, and they could be serving the customer, and that's the problem with a lot of institutions. Whether the, we talk about financial institutions or most businesses, we get into the thing of I got to do it this way because that's the way we do it, or it meets our systems, rather than flipping it around and saying, no, this is how we're gonna do business. You know, we work with the Hero Club, which is a group of CEOs, very high aggressive, high growth CEOs that are based on values. I don't know any of them that have traditional banking relationships anymore. You know, we're using on deck, we're using lending point, we're using, uh, you know, FinTech PayPal. PayPal. I mean, you another can use one. Yeah. small but even, yeah. but even then, even merchant accounts, we're doing so much so fast that they're getting their accounts shut down because they're selling so much so fast that they think it's fake and it's not fake. So the rules don't apply. And so you have to adapt, you have to be quicker. And that's what, that's what everybody has to, you know, you have to kind of just flip it around and say, okay, stop what we were thinking 
and let's think about it a different way. And, you've, and there's companies that have done that. I mean, look at Domino's. Domino's is a great example of that, of changing their name, changing the way they do it, changing their brand promise. Overnight, to, bro. Oh, literally yeah. overnight. <laughs> and, and look what the results. Their stock went from 70-some cents to, a, a, what is it, $109 today? All because they said, no, we suck, and we're not doing it right. Let's get out of the business of delivering you a box on time. Let's get you something you want the way you want it, and, and let's be real. That's interesting, because Domino's, a lot of competitors came to the marketplace more than they ever had. Big name. Yeah. I mean, not just small shops, local shops. And they truly, in, in one commercial, yeah. Said, yeah, it, overnight. And they made it very clear, by the way, we're going to change everything. But the challenge is, if the business model seems to be okay, and you can invest your, they think you can invest yourself out of the problem. So in banking, we have a, a, a situation now that, that it's all about how much technology can you buy. Right. And we just had the, the merger or the announced merger of SunTrust and BB&T. And they said combined we'll be able to make it so we have, you know, billions of dollars, millions of dollars to now invest in technology. But isn't there a missing link there? I mean, the success is not going to be built on how much technology they can Well, it won't hurt, but you want to know what it's being used for and the right reasons. So you don't just build it to build it and hope they come because all you'll have is a baseball field in the middle of Iowa that no one will come to. But the key thing is to always get back and capture customer behavior. And I think that's a lot of what we fail to do. So in businesses, we tr traditionally we, we put up 800 numbers because we want them to deal with us that. We run from 8 to 5. Who has that? anymore. You know, we're working 24 hours, seven days a week. You know, most entrepreneurs quitting a 40-hour job so they can work 120 hours a week, you know. So they want to be available all the time. And with the mobile phone, the mobile phone, the most personal device in the history of the world. You know where your phone is more than you know where your children are. In fact, if you lost your phone and your kids in the mall, which one would you go looking for first, right? It'd be the, the phone. phone. The phone would possibly find my kids. Exactly right. Exactly. <laughs> so, so that has changed the way we're doing it. And so, you, you know, that's why Zuckerberg and all these great you know, business leaders are going mobile first, mobile first. And it's really mobile always. And, and that you've really got to get that mindset. And, and it's, just a, it's just a different way of doing it. Now, it doesn't mean that the old baby boomers can't do that. I'm a, I'm a millennial in a baby boomer body, you know, so you can do those so things, exactly right? right? You yeah. can do those things. It's all about mindset. It's all about mood. It's all about saying, no, we're not going to do status quo. And, and by the way, when you're, when you're do, you, you mentioned that it's been better than it's ever been before. That's the time you change it. That's, that's before it gets worse. Because when it gets worse, you got, you're limited on your options. You can't do as much as you'd like to do. And so you really want to do those things while you're moving to the top or at the top. Is, is, is well, the best and, and Kodak's transition took literally decades, <laughs> decades. For, it to, for it to all of a sudden get up, uprooted. Blockbuster the same way. But yeah. the reality is, you just meant, we just talked about dominoes. The reality is, that truly really did happen overnight. Yeah. Change can happen in an instant. So... If Amazon tomorrow decided to offer a checking account in conjunction with another bank and use their retail funding and their Amazon Prime funding to say, I'm going to pay you $120 a year to open a checking account with me, is that not going to be dynamic? And we're not talking about an Amazon checking account. Well, we're talking about using the Amazon brand and leverage of their insight. And by the way, from industries that are likely predatory to your own. So, you know, very aggressive. It's not like, the, you know, listen, in the financial world, there's always been some unwritten rules. It gets rough and tumble. Let's, let's be clear. But between a community bank and a community bank, there's always this unwritten handshake. There's always this unwritten, let's have some respect. Well, there's going to be players that enter this market that have no respect for the old, old way of doing things. And that's what you have to look out and for. And there's ways now to do it in such a way 
that you don't have to go up against regulation. There's many different ways uh, to set the always a way. That, that, yeah, I mean, that's how always. Amazon's going to be offering pharmaceuticals and maybe healthcare. Is you, you, there's always a way. There's always a way. Especially but they digitally. still don't pay sales tax. For go, who knows why? Yeah. But there you go. So what is the biggest, when you're talking about transition, when you're talking about change in culture, what is the biggest challenge that we have out there then? Well, first of all, it's, it's really the vision of what it is you want because not everybody wants to be able to do that. And then to be able to write it down and state it. I mean, it's, it sounds simple, but we find that with our hero companies. You know, the, what I just wrote about in the Hero Factor, those companies that have a stated vision and that people can say what it is, they earn more money, they gross more money, they have happier customers, they have more engaged employees, and they have vendors who want to do business with them. That's a pretty good thing. But it all, it all starts with what is it we're going to really do, and do we all have similar values around that? Yeah. That's always the Well, way. we're seeing that in banking, that bank, banks, for the most part, know what they have to do, know pretty much how to do it, is pulling that trigger and doing it. And, you know, unfortunately, or, or fortunately, it depends on what your perspective is, they're not led by a, a, a number of older Baby boomers that are millennial bodies, or other way around, I guess it is. Well, I mean, think about it. I haven't, re- I, you know, I look at my business. I'm, I serve on numerous boards, own a lot of businesses, own my own, you know, own some, you know, businesses that I actually run in addition to owning some more. I, I can't even tell you where the checking book is. I can't tell you where that's at. I don't even know. I haven't been inside of a bank in two years. Yeah. My so, only reason for getting a bank recently has been not necessarily to complain, but something's happened that they don't get it. And you go, or I need a I notary. This way. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> or something <laughs> yeah. like that. I mean, yeah. that's typically what you see. Or am I, I you know, I, when I say I don't go to a bank, I run in and get an ATM machine, right? I right, mean, that's right. what I'm always doing. And they count as a branch transaction. You're going but like, even then, a little wrong. You yeah. know, I, I flew here today with no cash in my pocket. Zero. Zero. No it's cash. It's amazing how you can go. I've gone weeks on a trip overseas and never picked out the wallet except, you know, once in a while for a car. But usually it's all phone-based. Yeah, but it's you just, think about that. Yeah, phone you, you don't need the, You don't even need your wallet. Not about yeah. not needing cash. You don't need your wallet. They said that seventy-two percent of the retailers in the United States now accept Apple Pay. You don't have to think about where you go anymore. Yeah. It's everywhere. You just got to uh, load it. So, what was the biggest takeaway of your book and the Hero Factor? You know, it's it really and the really biggest thing that we saw was pick a side. Pick a side. I don't care what it is you want to be, but be it. Uh, whether you want to be a wannabe, whether you want to be a do-gooder, whether you want to be an, an asshat, whether you want to be a hero company, a good co, or even a, you know, an operational excellence kind of company, a bottom liner, the key thing is to pick a side. Don't, don't tell me you're an operational excellence company with hero values. It's not the same thing. You, you, you know, you're going to lay people off. You're going to do things. You're going to put profit over people as opposed to a hero company that puts people over profit. And the reality is the people are now driving the ship. Oh, yeah, without question. Thank you very much, Jeffrey. Appreciate the time. And I'm glad you can make it here to the Financial Brand Forum and able to see you again. It's awesome to come. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. This is Jim Roos again, co-publisher of the Financial Brand and owner and CEO of the Digital Bank Report. If you enjoyed today's interview, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. You can learn more about the Digital Bank Report and the financial brand by visiting digitalbankreport.com or thefinancialbrand.com. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcast. Producer Bridget Coyne, in-studio engineer Eric Coltnow, and additional thanks to my audio team for recording today's interview. For more information, go to evergreenpodcast.com. This is your host again, Jim Roos. 
Thanks for listening, and I hope to see you sometime at one of my many events globally. We'd never admit it, but deep down, we all get at least some pleasure from bad things happening to somebody we don't like. History's full of stories about bitter enemies being mutually horrible. Usually nothing good comes of it. But sometimes, sometimes, you get soul singers James Brown and Joe Tex, or 17th century nun Sor Juana, and the entire Catholic Church duking it out and dramatically changing our world. On Beef with Bridget Todd, we tell the stories of those petty feuds behind some of the greatest art, innovation, and global events. Listen to Beef wherever you get your podcasts.